and hate to that. We're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we are on a time crunch today. Yes. <laughs> I had to FedEx a whole couch back, so we're nice. starting late, and Shelby's got to get to The Bachelor. Oh, such a messy, messy season, but it's all wrapping up tonight. And um, there's like the after the final rose um, without Chris Harrison. So it's all it's all the thing. And I've suffered through the season. I need to be there for the finale. Um, so let's do this. I mean, tell me something I don't know, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, can we just start with The Bachelor since we're already there? Because oh, I, okay. I saw that Chris Harrison is gone and that oh, will be replaced right. by Tasha and someone named Caitlin Bristow, who I don't know. Yes, um, yeah. Next season. Is he like gone for good good oh, or we God. still don't know? This is what happened is about a week ago, he went on GMA to start his apology tour. Yes. But it did not go over well to the point where on GMA right after he was on, they were like, wow, he didn't sound sincere at all. I don't believe him at all when he says he's working on himself. The co-host said that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Michael Stram. So so then the rumor is that they realized, like, they were testing the waters to see if Chris Harrison could come back to host Bachelorette, which starts filming, like, next week. And they realized, like, no, it's too soon. So the way they phrase it in the statement is that Chris will not be joining us for the Bachelorette filming and instead, we will have Tasha and Caitlin, who is another past bachelorette, be there to help guide um, this bachelorette's journey. But this is a rumor. So it has not been verified. It will be verified tonight. So I'm either going to look really smart or really dumb. Um, the theory is that they are going to announce two seasons of The Bachelorette instead of just doing the usual one so that they can have the fan favorite Katie who is a white girl be a bachelorette but then also have Michelle who's another fan favorite but is also a black woman be are these are both from the current prove. season <laughs> yeah they're in the current season but they think what will happen is they're filming bachelorette then doing a bachelor in paradise this summer and then doing another bachelorette this fall um to fill the to fill the ABC schedule because they have nothing else going on. So right, it's a lot. It's a lot of bad I'm glad I got off me. when I did, honestly. That sounds miserable. That sounds yeah. terrible. But so, also, like... Chris Harrison will probably be back for one of those. I know that Chris Harrison is like an institution yeah. in The Bachelor. But honestly, his role, I feel like, is not that necessary. Oh, yeah. It's like, nothing. you could easily have the almost the entire show without a, a host at all. I think people just have a hard time letting go. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Survivor or something where it's like the host is very integral. Like you couldn't have the show without the host. But really, what does he do? He sort of like pops out to say like, are you ready to give the roses? Then he'll say like, this is the final rose. But it's not like he's really performing any sort of like game mechanic function. (laughs) And then he kind of pops up every now and again to talk to somebody. But you could easily have them you know, instead of talking to Chris about their feelings, either just talk to the camera or talk to <laughs> another producer or talk to somebody else or talk to a contestant. You know, it's like there's so many yeah. things that you could do. Yeah, it's all very silly. I think it's all wrapped up in like, you know, the nostalgia of it. He's been there since day one. Like, it's funny that he only has these one lines and has like five minutes of screen time per season. But yeah, now they're just digging in their heels because they don't want to lose to the woke police as it were <laughs> well well i won't be watching and i do not care yeah i know it's actually been a tough season and i feel kind of like emotionally spiritually physically burnt out of it i feel like so it's I one of those know. shows that where i hear 
every season I'm like, well, this is a bad season. Like last season, <laughs> I think was fairly entertaining, and I did like Tasha at the end. Yeah, but it's like great. the season with the guy who jumped over the fence and then yeah. fell in love with that. Like, uh, well, that's like, the problem. That didn't Matt, go is well. That they and... changed their, they changed their producers so that it's more focused on this sort of catty drama and not like real relationships or humanity whereas with Tasha, you got to see all these men's stories and it was so fun and you got a sense of who they were and thus you were invested in the romance part of it but in the earlier seasons it was just all is just it's just been a hot mess for so long that it's sort of like hmm. veering off the tracks in a real way so they either have to really course correct here or a bunch of people are just like over it but that being said, Bachelor in Paradise really reels you back in. So <laughs> if they manage eh. to pull that off this year, uh, they'll probably keep their audience. But speaking of people being canceled, Piers Morgan has um, either left, either quit or fi- or was fired from his show, um, Good Morning Britain, where he's just basically, a I don't know, like a Tucker Carlson type, but more like conversational, like it's sort of, you know, a Good Morning America style show. Good but he's morning, just... <laughs> Britain. Yeah, he's Is constantly the, the worst. He's always like, he's misogynistic. He's he's just racist. He's I remember gross, he was blah, bad blah, when blah, he was on like, him. you've got America's Got Talent or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And so that's like his personality. But it came to a tipping point when his reaction to the Meghan Markle interview, um, which he has famously just hated on Meghan Markle for, for the last few years, just finds her. He's just disgusting about how he talks about her, how he thinks that she's overreacting. She's petulant. She's baby, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, the the morning after this, you know, bombshell interview with Oprah, he is immediately like, I don't believe a single word. I don't believe her when she says she's suicidal. I think she's a conniving, gross, you know, just lays it on thick, is Ugh. immediately called out and was like by his host and was like, that's just insensitive. That's gross. And he stormed out because he couldn't take a little criticism, which is just irony um, at its core. But what is most interesting and just not at all shocking to me is that someone dug up an interview or a, sh- a clip where he was being interviewed. He was being like his charming self on some other show. And this was right after Megan got Megan was it was announced that she was dating Prince Harry. And he was like, hey, why are the host was like, why are you so hard on Megan Markle? He's like, well, to tell you the truth. And he tells this funny story about how he was on a date with her or what he thought was a date because they were getting drinks. And then he got, he let her into a cab. Like he got a cab for her and found out later that that was the cab that took her to the party where she met Prince Harry. And thus, you know, he, she (laughs) married a prince and never called him back. And so he's just this loser who's salty over being ghosted by a girl and he hasn't let it go three years later. That is wild. I had heard, I had seen that stuff about Piers Morgan like leaving or whatever, and I knew yeah. that he had said something about Meghan Markle. But I feel like this story was not uh, sold well enough because somehow or another, <laughs> I did not hear that there was a date that they were I on. Know. I mean, it wasn't even a date. That's what's annoying about straight men everywhere is that either they they are like quick to be like this isn't a date or they're like oh i've never communicated with her but i shared a beverage and thus we are in love and she owes me x y and z and it's just like dude settle down (laughs) and also the fact that he then pivots to just hating on her to making it his cause to just destroy her in the media it was just like get out of here boy bye Mm. 
<laughs> well, speaking of royalty, the queen herself, Beyonce, mm, was nice. at the Grammys yesterday. And really just like is an icon. I mean, there's so many things to talk about the Grammys, but which I didn't actually watch, but I, you know, like watched clips and read, you know, reviews or whatever. But one Beyonce won four Grammys, which gave her the, now she has won 28, which is the most of any performer ever. And the most of any woman ever. There's like Mm -hmm. a couple people who have a few more than her who are like music producer type people or whatever, who you've never heard of. But so there's that. Two. Wait, my question is. Um, yeah. Was this for was her most re- was her album The Blackest King? Is that what was nominated, or did she have? I was trying to think out of the timeline because the Grammys are so weird. But what was she nominated for, or what did she win? So she was nominated for sort of a hodgepodge of things here. Yeah. So she won two. I, she won Best Rap Song and Best Rap Performance for her version of Savage with Megan The Stallion. Oh right, right, right. That came out. So she got two for that. Yeah. Then she won one for. Um, Brown Skin Girl, the music video, which is part of the like Lion King music video, mm-hmm. um, Black is King, which came out this summer. So even though that like saw so- those songs themselves weren't eligible, the music video was. So she won for that, and then she also won best R and B performance for the song that was released, sort of like as a promotional single for that music video so what you know so when you're salty about her not getting awarded in major categories it's not about this oh well no 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 yeah (laughs) so so i was tweeting about how she how she has all of these grammys but she only has one grammy in one of the major categories like song album or record and that's for single ladies despite the fact that she's had you know she well, she's yeah. obviously won tons of Grammys and has been nominated for tons of Grammys, but it's sort of this thing I feel like where the Academy, probably because they're a little racist, mm-hmm. feel fine about giving her all of these awards for like R and B, pop, right. rap, but they don't really want to give her these higher prizes. Um, where you can look back at the people who have won instead of her, and it feels like okay, this is for like lesser work and right. stuff that hasn't stood up as well. And just for artists that aren't, you know, as decorated as right. Beyonce, but she, and I think because she kept getting snubbed, she was like, I'm not going to perform this year mm-hmm. at the Grammys. So she announced that, but then she still showed up anyways, just to like collect her trophies and leave. Um, <laughs> also there's a weird bit where blue Ivy, her daughter, who's like nine years old, I think, she gave her a producer credit for the music video for who knows what reason, but just because it's Beyonce and Blue Ivy is in the music video a lot. But so now Blue Ivy is a Grammy winner as a nine-year-old. So it's uh, it's pretty entertaining. They were talking about how like their family is the most like Grammy winning family because between Beyonce, Jay-Z, Solange and Blue Ivy, they have, you know, like 50 Grammys or something like that. It's, it's uh. <laughs> It's very funny. What other family could compete? You know, like what is there another? Well, I guess there's like, you know, like the Jacksons or mm, like, right. I don't okay, know. That's fair. That's fair. Seems like the only but, other one in the running. Yeah. I, I didn't watch know. the Grammy. Jo- Joe Alwyn and Taylor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're on their way. She won album of the year for folklore. 
It was kind of a, I mean, the Grammys, right? It's always the same story. People don't get nominated. They they start ranting about it, raving about it this year. Zayn spoke out about it. The Weeknd announced that he'd no longer be submitting music to the Grammys. And I think there are reasons. Like, you can clearly see the popularity contest aspect of it in its history. Um, there is a lot of racial bias um, where people are not, you know, snubbed for weird reasons. Um, but I was feeling like, do you think it's more, do you think the Grammys, like, are they here to stay? Like, I feel like it's sort of, what, what can people do at this point? You know what I mean? Cause I feel like if Zayn had been nominated or the weekend had been nominated, they would have been excited. But then I also see their point or even Beyonce's point of like, I'm not going to perform. But what's the what is the step forward here for well, the recording academy? I mean, I think there's a couple of things. One, like yes, you always have people being upset that they themselves didn't get nominated or that their favorite people didn't get nominated. But I think just, I mean, within the past 15 years or however long, it, their track record, the Grammy Academy is so spotty and yeah. that sometimes it it you just really have no idea what it's looking for. It's like some years (laughs) they give everything to bit like last year, Billie Eilish won everything. And it was like, wait, what? Like, sure. She's fine. But like, was she that good? And then some years there's things that you, that are really tiny that win. And you're like, okay, well that's deserving. But like, why are they giving the prize to that? It's not like that's a big name or you need that person to show up. So it's just, it's really hard to gauge. I think what exactly they're, basing their votes on like is it popularity is it quality is it like creativity like what are we giving these awards for so people get very upset and then don't get upset and you know whatever Mm -hmm. and I think especially if you're someone like Taylor Swift like there were periods where she got a bunch of awards so obviously she was very excited then there were years that she didn't get awards for things that she thought she should and it I think was sort of sour on the Grammys now she's you know, she came back and performed again this year. And it was like the first time in a number of years that she performed. And then well, she obviously won. So That's factually incorrect. I mean. <laughs> At the Grammys? She's always cared about the Grammys. And she performed Lover and You Need to Calm Down at the last year's Grammys. Oh, she did? I swear I read an article that said she hadn't performed in five years. <laughs> I mean, I think it was, maybe it was some other musical. Maybe it was the... The Moon Man one. Maybe she didn't do Grammys. I don't know. I guess you can fact Well, that's me. the other thing is that all of the music awards all get mixed up in your mind. And also that they're all sort of like glorified concerts. Like the awards at these things don't really matter. They don't even give out that many. Yeah. It's mostly about the concert. And I don't know how much a Grammy affects sales of music at all with the Emmys or the Tonys or the Oscars if you win or get nominated that helps more people see your work there's lots of people who go see things because they're nominated for Oscars or will go see a a play because it has won a bunch of Tonys I'm not sure there's a lot of people who are like waiting around trying to figure out what the Grammy nominees are and then going to listen to them also there's 700 Grammy categories every year so it's like there's lots of people who have Grammys and it's like, okay, well, la di da, you know, you want it yeah. in like best flute solo performance or whatnot. <laughs> um, so well, I don't you're know. You're right. It wasn't the Grammy she performed at the MTV Music Awards. Oh, and we, <laughs> and you say you're a fan. Embarrassing. 
But wasn't yeah. it a thing where she, like, w- she didn't get nominated for, uh, like, the last couple of her yeah. albums, and she was sort of, like, annoyed by that? Wasn't that either that she even really in one of the documentaries? Because yeah. she cares about it. So, yes. But it wasn't like she got on Twitter and was like, the Grammys are fake, you know? It was more like... She was like, she cares too much about the Grammys. Okay. She's like, I need a Grammy. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's like, do you, you know, what does this really mean at this point? But yeah, she, uh, she did talk about that in her documentary. Another thing to discuss at the Grammys, I feel like, I don't know who is dressing these celebrities, but I was like, <laughs> y'all need to be fired. Taylor Swift's outfit was terrible i thought it was like an ill-fitting like flower dress of like a million different weird i it just looked bad Uh, harry styles who is usually very stylish had like the cheapest chintzy boas on the entire night that looked like something that ashley tisdale would have worn to like a nickelodeon red carpet back in 2003 i yeah like i just don't see the vision for some of these looks I mean, it's hard with quarantine, COVID, and it's like, who's dressing who? And, like, I think Taylor finally was styled by a professional. Um, you could tell with her makeup and even the outfit choice, which I didn't love, but I didn't hate as much as you. I feel like it would have worked, except for the skirt was too structured. Like, it was almost a bubble skirt, and I didn't understand why. But <laughs> I felt like she just looked kind of frumpy. Like, it didn't, like, fit her right. I think from certain angles it looked better, but I I know what you're. It was like I a turtleneck, and yeah. it was like, but the turtleneck didn't, uh, like I don't know, it didn't really like work. <laughs> what and... about that Harry Styles and Taylor Swift reunion though? Oh Did yes, well I also way? saw that that like minute long video or whatever taken from across <laughs> yeah. the room on a shaky camera yeah, phone. Yeah, Reddit's like trying to read his lips and see where's what Joe Alwyn. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I feel like they've always been really respectful of each other, so it didn't feel that special to me. But I, I'm happy for the Halers who got who got fed. So it was sort of like the Brad Pitt Jennifer Aniston moment oh, last yeah. year at whatever that was, where they like met <laughs> yeah. backstage and everyone was like, "Yes, they're reunited." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just like way lower stakes, like they were teenagers who dated for three months, but. Was it Harry Styles where she was on the boat? Who yeah. was it who she was like sad yeah. on the boat? And, so uh, that's him. So sad. That's why he got 1989. You know, it really, it really, she had a lot of time on that boat to think about her next era. The The Academy, though, must really love Billie Eilish just because she won, an, <laughs> she won another award. This She won Best Record. And it was like, yeah. I mean, Billie Eilish is fine, but <laughs> I don't know. I just... Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't watch and I didn't miss it. And that's yeah. those are the facts. I didn't miss it either. I did not see any performances, you know, that looked like they were that exciting from Twitter and stuff. I did have another question though about Taylor Swift, who I feel oh, like yeah. at this point has just become some kind of machine and isn't sleeping. Because <laughs> I also saw that she released another like re-recording that oh, for some yes. like a Netflix horse show or something, but it's not <laughs> from the album that she's working it's from a different well, album it's like what is happening theory that she's gonna release all her new all her re-recordings within the year so it implies that at least part of 1989 is done because it was wildest dreams which she sampled for that spirited away <laughs> trailer spirit was that the horse movie i think it's called spirit, spirit. untamed spirit, the netflix yeah. show but 
and so animated yeah it's a weird it's a weird pair because the last time we heard wildest dreams on television it was during bridgerton's sex scene (laughs) yeah so you know is taylor so short on cash like anyone who wants her song she's like yes take it i think she likes that she has the power now right like she gets to make the money and cut you know the corners off of everyone who owns her masters because she can always say no she can veto any deal like that with her original audio because that's i don't know the language of the terms but now that she has these new re-recordings people can approach her directly and be like can i use this can i use this can i use this and now she's just going to let her music out into the world however however anyone wants it because it just is a victory for her that she has she owns those it's taylor's version it's like a uh, the Care Bears straight to DVD movie, and they're like, "Can we use look what me look what yeah, you made me do?" And she's like, "Sure, of course, we, go we for it." We should ask if we can sample um, one of her songs for our opening audio. Get a replacement. I'm sure she'd give us approval. Well, for Swiftish, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that back up and going. Um, but <laughs> Taylor Swift's friend Selena Gomez was in the news this week because. She announced that she might be retiring from music. So, oh wait, why? Yeah. She said that she feels like it's difficult. Like she admitted that it's hard that people don't seem to take her seriously with her music. They don't take it seriously. She thought she really put out like her heart and soul in "Lose You to Love Me," but that the the general appreciation for that felt song didn't rise to the occasion she felt it warranted maybe not even with awards but just the general con- conversation around it and she just feels like she gives more than she gets in the music arena and she'd rather focus on acting so do you think that is the right pivot well okay let me think about this i feel like the last the last thing i remember selena gomez doing was she had those two songs that were out at the same time yeah, Lose You to Love Me, which is the sad one about Justin Bieber where she sat in a yes. black and white box and cried. And then Dance Again, which was actually a lot of fun and people should revisit it because it's a Because I remember her performing those at some award show yes. or another and it was like really bad. It's like she like she <laughs> yeah. couldn't hear herself or she, something. Yes. So she was yeah, like was off tune. Unfortunate. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But I'm looking at the... Like I'm looking at her acting things. Like what <laughs> you has got she been another in Cinderella story. I think was one. Obviously, oh, she was in Spring Breakers, wasn't she? Or was yes, that but but I'm thinking recently. Like okay, she did oh, a yeah, voice in Doolittle. <laughs> oh, she was in a um, she was in a Woody Allen movie. Ugh, that's right. Uh, I remember that conversation. She was in Hotel Transylvania three. Like I don't. I guess. Selena Gomez always slightly confuses me because I feel like she is actually much, much, much more famous than I think she is. You know, it's like she's like one of the most followed people (laughs) on Instagram or something. And in my mind, she's not that well known. But I guess in some capacity, she is. Yeah. And I I don't know. Like, yeah, she did Wizards of Waverly Place, obviously. So she's a Disney star. Like, she knows how to act in some capacity she's a decent (laughs) singer she's kind of got you know like a demi lovato miley cyrus like just way less powerful like vocally (laughs) yes yeah so i i mean i don't think it's crazy that she would switch over to acting yeah 
and just no. do that full time. But also, I I, I'm always sort of like uh, wary of celebrities who are retiring from things because I feel <laughs> yeah. like it it never really is quite a retirement because at some point they always realize that they want more attention yeah. and money. Yeah, yes, yeah. the Katy Perry song. She said she'll give music one more go. So <laughs> it's like a soft retirement announcement. She's like, I'll I'll give you guys one more chance. But if you leave me in the dust, I'm out of here. So like if you think Daniel Day Lewis is not going to be in another movie, you are an <laughs> idiot. He will 100 percent be returning at some point. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully not. Um, anyways, do you have any other news or? No, let's get it into love it or hate it. OK, well, I, you should go. I feel like you haven't had a chance or. For first word on this in a while. So I watched this documentary over the weekend that's on Netflix called Dick Johnson is Dead. Uh, hmm. Mostly because I thought it was going to be nominated for an Oscar, which it wasn't. Awkward. <laughs> but it was very good. Have you seen this or heard anything about this? No. So it's, like I said, it's on Netflix. And this woman, Kristen Johnson, who I think has won an Oscar previously or has been nominated for documentaries, like she's a documentarian. Her father, Dick Johnson, uh, is, is you know, older, maybe like in his, I think he's maybe in his like late 70s, early 80s. And she, he had been working, but like ha- started having like a little bit of memory loss. And so they decided that he needed to actually you know, quit his job, stop living alone and move to New York to live with her um, so that she could take care of him in his old age. And she also sort of in this process realized that her mother, who also died or who who had died, you know, 10 years previous of dementia, that even though Kristen was a documentarian, that she really had no footage of her mom aside from footage when her mom was very sick and that she didn't want to have that happen with her dad. So that she decided to take on some kind of project where she would make a documentary about her father. And so the whole movie is just her hanging out with this kind of very sweet old man and the sort of gimmick, I guess, of how they're, how they're making this into a movie is that they're going to film him in like a dozen or so different ways that he could die. And then Mm -hmm. also they're going to stage a funeral for him, but he's not dead and he's not dying. It's just like, he's, sort of doing movie stunts where he's like pretending to get, you know, stabbed in the throat or have a air conditioning unit fall on his head. And then also at the <laughs> end, he has this, he has, there's this funeral where all of his, you know, loved ones are there and they're all speaking about him and, you know, and then he's, but then he's also there kind of listening. So I don't know. It's a very strange movie. It's not mm-hmm. like a normal documentary. And I think that's probably why it didn't get Oscar nominated. But it is very, very, very sweet. And their relationship is just so much fun to watch. And even though it is about aging and about, you know, sort of like coming to terms with the fact that you're, you know, that your better days are behind you and that you're sort of like losing grasp on things. It was very fun and upbeat and sort of silly at points. And it's on Netflix and it's only like 90 minutes long. So if you're looking for something, I think this is uh, something that's, nice and easy to kind of watch and also i feel like again the oscar contenders this year are just not great and they're all like kind of (laughs) dour and hitting the same notes over and over again and we'll talk about that on the thursday episode but just like in comparison to those i think this is a lot of fun and very interesting okay cool 
Worth well, I have a, I have a love it too. Um, so everyone just gets a lot of good recs today. Oh my gosh! Um, I watched, I shelled out thirty dollars, and I watched Raya and the Last Dragon, which is the new Disney animated. They film. they charge thirty dollars for that. They did yes. the Mulan thing. Yes. So Disney Plus, oh when God. they that's shocking. That's what they do when they have a what would be a theatrical release. They allow you to watch it on Disney Plus for an additional fee, which I think it is But they is didn't do sad. that with Soul. Oh, you're right. Soul was the exception. <laughs> I thought that they were like Mulan. That didn't work. I, I think I haven't heard anything about be... Rey and the Last Dragon. Oh, well, that's because you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just either. And, I mean, I could I... not tell you what race that's like what this <laughs> well, movie is even about. You. This is the um, so it's a Disney animated uh, movie that's about um, well, it's sort of like the first Southeast Asian princess. So that's like the pitch of it. And it's about this mythical land called Kamandra, where uh, centuries ago they used to live in peace with dragons. The dragons have since sacrificed themselves to save humanity. But now the monsters that destroyed them in the first go have returned. And so this princess, this woman, goes on a journey to try and track down the last dragon and stop the um, evil spirits for good. This sounds sort of like how to train your dragon. That's what I thought, but it's very different and it's very beautiful and it's very cute. I was pleasantly surprised. I think this was meant to be 2021 sort of Disney's animated offering. I think they were going to put a big push behind it, which I think is why they justified charging money for it but i do feel like that was a huge misstep because it just limits who's watching it who's talking about it who has access to it and it's really like a fun film that i think could have you know engaged all these children who'd want all these dolls who'd want all this merch like blah 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 disney's a machine and instead i really don't feel like a lot of people know about it or have watched it or will pay the 30 dollars to see it which is too bad because it's very sweet and i think it will at least last a long time as people as it eventually um comes through the paywall and people can just stream it or whatever but it has like 94 percent on rotten tomatoes it's gotten really good reviews and it's really just like beautifully animated which you can always count on with a disney film but it really was i think it's like it's like hard to kind of i don't know you you watch one pixar movie you're like oh, okay i've seen <laughs> You know, uh-huh. it's like they start to feel the same or like the animation is just there's something like very familiar about it. But this one was kind of like, oh, wow, this is fun and different. And um, the characters are fun. Um, they're voiced by Kelly Marie Tran is the main character. She's she had a short stint in the Star Wars, yes, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> universe. Aquafina voices a silly little dragon. And then um, Jimma Chan is in there as well from Crazy Rich Asians. So I love her. There's a lot of diversity, the directors, like everything. The one thing that surprised me was there's no music. It's not a musical. But it's not <laughs> Pixar. It's just like a animated film. I was like, when was the last time they did this? I don't know. I was really uh, trying to think. I didn't think enough to Google it, but I was like, I feel like all these are usually musical. Especially but... the princess ones. But Definitely. yeah, this one just has some cool, like, you know, some action sequences, a lot of beautiful water <laughs> water animation. So if you get the chance or if you have access to a Disney Plus account, I would definitely recommend chipping in the money and 
streaming it or if you feel safe it is it is in theaters too so I don't understand why they would charge the extra money for yeah. this because everyone knows that it's going to be available for free on Disney Plus at some point. So yeah. it's like the only reason why you would spend $30 is if you felt like you really needed to watch it now. And you can do that with Mulan because it's a known property. So you're going to have people who are fans of Mulan who will spend the $30 to watch the Mulan now. Yeah. But with this, it's not an existing property. You don't have a lot of Ray and the Last Dragon people hanging out who are going to be willing to shell out this money. They are paying solely based on the fact that they like Disney properties and they think that this might be good or that yeah. they've heard good reviews from it. So yeah, I, just feel I like think that's they a were hoping that people were like going to try theaters again, and I think it's done okay as far as like financials go for a COVID movie. Um, it had it made like five million <laughs> in its first weekend, I think. Oh. Um, so I just feel like they thought maybe like the tides were turning enough that they could push people to the theater. But, but it's didn't. also going to be a lot cheaper if you go to the theaters than if you watch it yeah. at home. Well, I guess it depends on how many people you have. But yeah, mm. yeah. So um, you know, we shared Disney Plus account. We split the money with the family, and it wasn't you know it was worth it. So. Anyways, that's a good recommendation. All 45 of your siblings. Yeah. Like, everybody's got 12 hours to watch this. Yeah. No, no, no. It's available forever. Oh, oh okay. So, okay. You, so it's basically so, you just yeah. like buy it yeah, early. Exactly. Okay. So you don't have to like rush to watch it and you can rewatch it. But that's my love. It. it was a lot of fun. And hopefully more people will start to remember it and think about it and consider it. Well, if a year from now it is nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> I will probably uh, at that point watch it for free on okay, Disney+. Okay, perfect. Um, well, this has been a fun episode. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about the Oscar nominations for this year. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We are at PS Wrong. Shelby is back at the helm doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Photoshop, yes, doing things. Always. Did I did I tell you that one of my friends was like, "You guys need to get a TikTok." Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't have the energy for that, but I'll put it on the list right under merch. So that'll be merch. coming in. And we have a giveaway. We have a giveaway. Oh, we do. I forgot about that. Well, that's coming up on the Thursday episode, so perfect. It's an exciting one. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see you then. Leave us a review. Follow us on social media. See you Thursday. Bye. Bye.